0: We are four ordinary Americans who happen to be atheists, talking about current topics and religious nonsense. Welcome to the Profane Argument. and welcome to what is the 29th episode of the profane argument podcast my name is ray and along with me are hi i'm karen i'm
1: jared this is ian
0: and we are live streaming to youtube again if anyone would like to check out the show you can go to youtube and search for profane argument and follow along and if you have any comments you can tweet us at profane arg, and we will uh possibly respond in the show so Listen along and comment if you'd like. Is anybody else watching the Twitter to see if anybody... I have it up. Cool. (laughs) That's good, because I'll probably miss it.
1: I also keep the YouTube up, too, so if you see one viewer, that's me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. First thing that I wanted to do was ask a question. There was a few questions that are on a Think Atheist website um, that I thought would be interesting to go over. The first one is concerning fairy narratives... I think, I think the first question is really going to go to Ian, but uh, we can all chime in. Okay. An atheist parent might want to protect their child or children from religious indoctrination and teach them to think for themselves. But what does that say about them? When they continue to do stories about the Tooth Fairy, uh, Easter Bunny, Santa Claus, that sort of thing, are are they rationally compatible? Can you do a Santa Claus story, Tooth Fairy story, but not allow any sort of religion into their lives?
2: Oh, boy, that seems unfairly black and white to me. Mm. (laughs) I I mean, is the question, like, because I believe religion to be a known fiction— I can't then for fun subscribe to other known fictions and or are you suggesting that you should start religion like you start those, and when your child becomes eight to ten years mm-hmm. old and grows out of religion, we can abandon that as well? Or are you suggesting that grown adults who believe in God also continue to believe in the tooth fairy and <laughs> Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny no, well into their adulthood? I
1: think what he's saying is is that if you're an atheist and you're and you plan on raising your child that way with no religion would you also continue to let them believe in fairy tales such as Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny and stuff like that? Because, like, I know for a fact, Penn Jillette is very adamant about letting his kids know none of that shit exists. Like, they don't even celebrate Christmas. They celebrate uh, Giftmas.
3: <laughs> oh. How old are his kids?
1: Uh, They're in the, like, five to ten range. He oh. has two of them. Okay.
2: Well, I thought they were a little older. I, then, I, they might be. I, again, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen any shows with them on it for uh, a year or two. And last, I saw Moxie looked older, but hmm. yeah, no, I'm not that. I'm not strict about that. That's. I think there's a difference between a lifestyle choice <laughs> like religion and something that's just for fun.
3: Well, I think that,
2: and uh, you know, that can be used as an easy control mechanism, yeah. <laughs> especially around the holidays.
3: <laughs> True. It's well, it's one of those things that one of the fundamental parts of religion is the is the suspension of logic and the belief in miracles, fairy tales, however you want to classify it—is you know, things that are unprovable. And I think uh, the Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, and Santa Claus kind of fall into that same category. But, and then the other side of my brain says, well, there's a social contract that you enter into when you send your children to school and that your child won't tell every other child that there is no Santa Claus and there is no Easter Bunny and there is no Tooth Fairy. But it, does right. the social clause also say that your child doesn't tell the other children that there is no God? Is that part?
2: No, it's not a fair social contract, yeah. but it's easy to adhere <laughs> to without, you know, stepping on everybody's toes. Man, mm. it, it just seems—I don't know. It's the, and again, I—I I, I don't know how far to extrapolate that. If I'm not allowed to, uh, you know, tell them the story of Santa Claus or anything like that, does that mean as an atheist, fiction is forbidden <laughs> in my house? How <laughs> dare you let Owen watch a superhero movie? Not. Well, That's no, not real. because
1: you would say. You could show him a movie and go. You know, this isn't real. You can enjoy it, but you know it's not real,
2: right?
0: Well, wh- yeah, I think my argument I mean, but, but, would be: Can't you do that for everything? Can't you? Yeah. Tell them. Tell tell the child all the stories and go. But you know, do you really think that's real? Do you think that happened?
1: I listen. I'm actually in Ian's camp, but not for the reasons of being able to control my kid between November and December. <laughs> <laughs> I if, telling you, it's gold. If I had a kid, I would never rip away the enjoyment that a child gets out of Christmas and with Santa Claus and and Easter bunnies and whatever the fuck and losing a tooth and then getting a little a dollar that shit's magical for a kid why would I want to fucking destroy a kid's world I mean my parents did not raise me very religious at all mm-hmm. I mean Jesus Christ my my family's uh Jewish and I never even had a bar mitzvah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god which my grandparents are rolling over in their graves over by mm-hmm. the way <laughs> And, you know, I believed in all that shit and just eventually one day it just kind of dawned on me. No one told, no one broke it to me one day when I was 15 years old that there was no Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just kind of gradually comes in. So I saying it being a strict atheist as I am and I have it, like I said to you earlier, I have an issue or not an issue. I just don't know if I could square my wife sending my kids to Sunday school knowing what I believe, mm-hmm. but the other stuff, please. That's great. That's magical shit for a kid.
3: Yeah. Oh, and it's harmless too. That's that's the important thing. Right. Tooth
1: fairy. There's no detrimental thing to an adult who's like, oh my God, I believed in Santa Claus till I was 25 (laughs) and it
3: just rocked my world when I went to the North Pole and he wasn't there. Right. I think there is an important point in children's lives though when they're, I don't know what the age would be, like eight, seven, nine years old, somewhere in there, when they look at you earnestly in the eye and they say, is there a Santa Claus? What do you do, Ian?
2: Tough call. I'd have to. I'd have to hear that question coming at me to know how to respond. Right. My
1: my my friend told me, and he's a, an atheist too, that if he can, he will have his son believing in Santa Claus till he's forty five <laughs> because he enjoys it so much. Uh.
0: Well, the the key the key thing about I mean, when you said it's not really that much of a black and white question yeah i think that there's a real key piece here that if you don't believe in santa claus anymore he doesn't send you to hell (laughs) wait santa sends kids to hell (laughs) no that's krampus krampus Krampus. okay
1: (laughs) i gotta see that movie i heard it was great (laughs) yeah
2: i doubt it was great
1: no i heard
2: it was great
3: (laughs) wow i just believe
2: I'm gonna back you on that one. <laughs> I believe that Jared heard that it was great, but sure. his sources are now unreliable in my mind.
1: <laughs> Never, I will, I will. That's it. I'm watching Krampus tonight, and I'll give you a review when we all get back together. <laughs> all right
0: okay. uh second question we're going to uh tackle deals with life and death the progressive or humanist stance on issues of life and death are, are kind of the following and, and if you disagree with these uh let me know so one free choice and terminating fetuses uh with some sort of cutoff date so basically whether you're pro-abortion or or pro-choice against capital punishment hmm. is everybody against capital punishment no yes I'm wishy-washy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we're kind of straight down the middle on that one. Then. Yeah. <laughs> where are you, right? Uh yeah, I'm kind of wishy-washy as well. I think that in certain extreme cases, yes, mm. but I think in certain places in this country we overuse it.
3: Yeah. I think there are there are individuals where there is a a clear it, it's clear that um, this this person ha- has no redeeming qualities at all. But the the problem, of course, is that you can never be a hundred
0: percent sure, so, except for wh- when you can. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so Ian, you said yes. That's I
2: said yes. Mm-hmm. I am I am possibly now that I I don't know. I, I was I, I'm surprised to find how you know far on this side of the line I am as opposed to the rest of you. I I think that it is uh, underused, if anything. Uh, I do find it wasteful, though. Mm. So I do have a little, little conundrum with that.
0: Now, is it wasteful, though? Because that's an argument that I hear all the time that it costs way more to kill someone than it does, you know, to put them through capital punishment than it does to keep them in prison. But is that because, because of all the appeals and all the, yes, the that lawyers is because of and the all endless the appeal
2: process? Right. I only meant wasteful be- as far as I am a steadfast proponent to have all forms of capital punishment replaced with with mandatory organ donation. <laughs> they should be tested if they're going to be put to death. The usable organs should be taken out. Nothing should be put back in. And they should be disposed of appropriately. <laughs> There's no reason to just kill them and let all those good uh, organs that could help people. So they're go not even waste.
1: humans anymore as far as you're concerned. They're just cattle that we can harvest? Yes. Okay. When,
2: once they have crossed now, that line. Now, how do you say
1: that in a system that you know convicts people who are innocent?
3: Mm, that's the problem. Uh,
2: it's a, I think – I believe that the system is set up in a way that the percentage of error is incredibly small.
3: In I don't think states, that's true. <laughs> in some states, I, I think you're right. But I think in, in other states and in certain jurisdictions, there is – there have been issues. Let's just go that way. There – I mean, if you look at the um, – Turnover rate for death sentences, you know, per capita through you know in, in areas of the country, Texas has got some ugly numbers. They were freely uh, sentencing people to to death and with not that much evidence. So that's always that's one of my big problems with it is that you can't be a hundred percent sure, and if you're not a hundred percent sure, boy, that's you're really heading into evil there, and immoral. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. I think, think, you know, 95% certain is probably okay in a lot of cases. Mm. But that still means 5% of the
1: time you're killing people who are innocent. No.
2: Oh, no, just 90 – yeah. Again, and I don't think it's that high. I think it's probably even smaller than that, but I I need to see numbers. I think I've
1: read a completely different number about like a a much higher percentage of people who – and I'm not just talking about capital punishment, but like people who just get jailed in general.
0: Okay. Well, Well, get jailed,
1: yes.
2: Right. <laughs> but <laughs> that's but, a totally different thing though. But I mean of course you number you with be a much so larger off. number.
1: You know what I'm uh, listen. I think if you have a one percent difference, you need to throw that system out till you find a better rock solid
2: system. <laughs> I disagree. I think a whole, I think human life is, is way overvalued.
0: You are right though, you were way further over the line than you expected. Mm-hmm. So I just want to wrap all this together. So with the the next portion of it, what about assisted suicide? This is something that I think the fact that assisted suicide is illegal, I I am totally opposed to that. Yeah. I think if well, you reach a certain point where you opposed know opposed to assisted
2: suicide or opposed to it being illegal?
0: I am opposed to it being illegal. Oh,
2: I agree. Yeah,
3: agreed. It what about um, the edge cases? What about if the person wants to kill themselves because they are depressed? They are not terminally ill and not in pain physically. They are. No, in emotional Some people way.
0: would argue that if you're if you're suffering from severe depression, you are in pain.
3: Well, I agree with that, but you mean it not not you know they're not dying from cancer, and this is to sure. save them pain. It, I'm, it,
2: I'm pro that being legal as well.
3: Okay, I'm not against it. I'm just you know it's just the edge case, right? Any input there, Jared?
2: Uh, if you want to kill yourself, you should be allowed to. It's your body. <laughs> okay. Yep. doesn't well,
1: matter. Generally, I,
3: think, I think you can always kill yourself.
2: What you should do is see a physician, have your good organs
0: removed, <laughs> and have nothing
1: put back in. Sensing a, a, a theme here <laughs> yeah. with Ian.
2: Yeah.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Um, what no. about uh, – so if, this is this is what the question was leading to. The, the assumption was that all atheists would kind of agree in the first part, which we proved is incorrect. No. <laughs> However, it all led to the patient X ex, – the X patient scenario. So this is someone who has been in, struck by a car. They're placed on life support, one or two weeks left to live. They cannot be identified. No family comes forward. They can't be tracked. They're suffering. Is it okay for the hospital to pull the plug? What is the right thing to do?
3: Wait, so they're dying?
0: They're dying. There's no right. chance that they. So right now, if in this scenario, if somebody's hit by a car and they have no family, they have no nothing, and they so, go to so a hospital. So me in twenty but, years
1: is what you're saying. Go
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, well, you at least have friends, but yeah. um, <laughs> if they're in the hospital, uh, the hospital cannot pull the plug. So if this person is suffering and is going to die. What is the right thing to do there? Right now, it's illegal. They have to but keep wait. him alive as long as possible.
1: The person's not coherent. They're not. They're like in a coma or something. Correct. Correct. Yeah, Helpful. I have to say, in that case, the the hospital shouldn't do anything. They don't really know what this person wants to do. So, and unless there's and there is no next to kin, then you, I think, you have to sit and wait.
3: Define suffering. If the person is, you know, in, in a in a coma and unconscious,
0: are they suffering? The question. The question is that they they are suffering. But they cannot communicate a desire to pull the plug or not. Oh
1: my okay. god! So they know what's going on. Yeah, like they just can't speak. Yeah. Well, oh, you or, just put or, a new or, wrinkle or, in this.
0: Yeah, right. The person is the
3: person is suffering. So let's whatever the scenario is, the person is suffering. Okay, correct.
2: correct. Yeah. Anybody can't communicate. This, yeah, correct. where has this occurred? Is this a hospital here in the United States? Yes. Then I would say you have to let them live. Because I think the United States healthcare system is corrupt to the mm-hmm. point where I would not trust hospital bureaucracy to mm. be allowed to make that decision because they'd be pulling all the plugs just to save money.
0: Uh-huh. Damn it, That's I was going really to really make, make point. that point later. <laughs> <laughs>
3: If he lives he's got to pay the bill. It, well, let's say that the person right. comes in in rags. They're going to that's a big dis- distinction. Is the person in rags or are they in a, in a you know an expensive suit? Yeah, they're going and through his do wallet. Make, Does he have a gold card? Right. And do, <laughs> and do they make the decision based upon that? And uh, the the answer is in America they would and you're right.
2: Right. So that that would be where my hang up would be first. Yeah.
1: I, I would honestly say though ultimately since the person cannot communicate and they don't know what the person's wishes are that you have to play it safe and not do anything.
3: I mean, you, they can medically induce a coma, so they're not suffering. And then, you know, pull out all the stops, try to identify somebody. If the person is dying and is going to die and there's nothing that can be done about it, why prolong suffering? That doesn't make any sense.
2: Uh, yeah, I think there are enough alternatives in the situation because, you know, to, to further Karen's point, I think that's what they could do. You know, again, if it's something that it, that you could put them in a medically induced coma, you could find out... You know, where the ambulance picked them up. You could pull surveillance cameras, traffic cameras, find someone who works at the neighborhood bodega who has seen this person Mm. one time in their life and at least put you on the path to someone who has encountered this human being at another point in their life. But what if Um, they don't have anybody to make those decisions for them, though? If it's not next of kin, I don't know what the next legal step is.
3: The court. I would say it's the courts. I don't think the hospital gets to make the decision. No, the hospital cannot make the
2: decision. Yes. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> how long till this person dies, Ray?
0: So according to the scenario that it's uh, the, the scenario has it in like two weeks.
1: You can wait the two weeks, but you get the courts
2: involved. You know how long that would take,
0: right? Um, You're not, yeah, we're we, not going to get a response from the court within two weeks.
2: No, but you need to make this patient X to you know help set a precedent for f- you know future patient X's.
0: Mm. True. So I f- I do find mm. this, this whole thing, this discussion got really interesting though, because the main question on the page is how can you be for or uh, uh, be okay with abortion, assisted suicide, but be against capital punishment or against the patient X scenario of pulling the plug? And I think, okay. I think it's interesting because we've hit a lot of different aspects of this. And we don't necessarily just agree on any of them. Uh, well, no, maybe I some. should go.
1: If I could quickly go back to capital punishment, my main reason to, well, my main reason for not liking capital punishment is the fact that the system does not get it 100% right all the time. So innocent people are dying. But also, I would like to believe, I know that's not the way our prison systems are in this country, but that prison should be some kind of rehabilitation mm. and that killing people is a, a savage thing. And uh, I just wish there was another way around it. Now, having said that, I've never had uh, somebody murder somebody in my family or a friend, and I might feel differently about it then. And also, if a person is clearly like on tape shooting up, a, like say like that guy down in Miami, like didn't die, like they actually, yeah. you know, caught him. We're going to put him on trial or the Boston bombers, right? They, they, sure. w- one of them lived, right? Y- yeah. You have absolute positive evidence and it's got to be uh, hopefully video. And they killed fifty people. Then you probably deserve to die. You've taken fifty lives. There's, right. you know,
3: well, it, it's a question. It, the, the question is not about retribution. It's about do they contribute anything to society? Are they worthy of continuation? But, I mean, or, do, or can they? Can you
1: rehabilitate can a person who's murdered fifty people? I That's I can't tough. imagine.
3: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, I would I agree with you. With the, if you if you have near hundred percent certainty, and this is a a truly depraved individual you know whatever the crime is in killing multiple people crimes against children things like that yes i think that um i could i could agree with taking those lives the problem is exactly like you said that you so many of these cases are based on like things like eyewitness testimony i've met people they're idiots they get it wrong
1: well not even that like i just read a story about a woman down in oklahoma who uh killed her fiance. When she was nineteen, I guess she pushed him out a window on the twenty seventh floor, and he died. And they were having an argument, and mm. they found her dead in her uh, in, cell? in her cell. Mm. Um, granted, she didn't get uh, she didn't get sentenced to death. She was serving a twenty five year sentence. But uh, like, say she was in a state that d- did capital punishment. <sighs> How do you? I mean, like, she yes, she killed somebody, but she was still young. Mm. I, we don't know the exact circumstances of what happened. She was claiming it was an accident, you know, so somehow they came to determination it wasn't an accident. But who else was there? Nobody else was there. They don't, really don't know. It's mm. tough in that situation to say, like, yeah, fucking cut out our organs so we can use them and just fucking <laughs> fry the bitch.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> at- I am comfortable with that because oh. I feel like the other part of this is what you're saying is the potential – The un, the unknowable potential for her to create some amount of good in the universe Mm. when we've already established that she is willing to commit murder for whatever reason is, is worth the risk that she will do that again because saving, because when we've reached a population well north Mm -hmm. of seven billion, this one, man, she could, she could be the tipping point. She's done, totally going to save us all.
3: No, but it's a slippery slope argument, though.
2: It's not a slippery slope. Just- <laughs> I,
1: I guess my issue is, Ian, and I, I see what you're saying is because what if you do – you don't kill her and you rehabilitate her and then you let her loose and everyone's like, she's fine and then she goes and kills somebody again. Right. Sure. Which happens. But yeah. again, I I, I, I kind of feel like when you do capital punishment, then you don't need to look for alternative methods to fix human beings and you're just like, well, we got a method. We, we put them in electric chair. That's what we do. So you don't have to like say, hey, maybe we should look at the problem here is like, why do people kill each other?
2: Again, I'm, and I'm not asking that those be removed. I, in no way am I saying that your option should be not guilty or dead <laughs> for all crimes.
1: Right. Sure. But when you have capital punishment, do you think they're going to really investigate alternative methods here? It just seems like or, it's an easier way to get out. And, and great, some people deserve it. I'm not not mm. saying that.
0: Yeah. So you're you're saying that for for society there should be an intermediary, like there should be a, a medium ground of all right. We're not going to just either you're rehabilit. It's not you're either you're rehabilitated or we kill you. But there there should be some sort of middle ground in there.
1: No, I'm just saying. I, okay. just, I just what I'm saying is I just hope one day we could get past this.
3: Yeah,
1: and f- and f- find a way to actually you know. Figure out why a person does that and have steps to remedy it, you know, and, 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 re- and like feel comfortable about it and say, yes, we know this is proven. It works. This person is not in danger anymore. They served however much time in jail, but we fixed them. They can get out and let them live and maybe they can live a productive life after making a mistake. I agree with that. I
2: think that would be an ideal situation. Mm. I, I, I don't think we're there. I don't even know that we're close. I think where we are now, I don't think capital punishment. I don't think death is a sentence that is even put on the table lightly. Mm. So there's no, you know, scenario where I'm like, well, that person, you know, was probably, you know, acting in self-defense. The the death really I don't see death put on the table unless it is, you know, murder one or higher. If it's multiple homicides or, you know, a premeditated murder. Right. And it's not, you know, a push out the window, crime of passion, anything like that. Have, have have I ever been exposed to, you know, death being a possible sentence?
3: I think in general that's true. Um so I don't even know who this was. No, Newsweek did a study on the number of people sentenced to death that were found later to be innocent and the number is 1 in 25. Oh, that's high. Yeah. <laughs> That's high. That's the problem. Now, it, 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 the whole question though um, for an atheist, I think the one of the important components of this is that for religious people that, you know, every life is sacred. For us, every life is not sacred. It's a moral argument. It is not a um an absolute. What
1: Yeah, <laughs> a lot of religious people seem to be pro capital punishment well,
3: they make, yeah. they make the argument about um you know uh, sacrificing one life saves many lives because they always want to sacrifice the people that you know the doctors doing abortions things like that so that's their argument for that but it's it's a false argument you're right if life is sacred life is sacred <laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't think that a lot of the a lot of the Christians that I'm around uh, um, recently, mm. I think their motivation is more of yeah, screw that guy, send him to hell. It's <laughs> not God about <laughs> life is sacred. Mm. It's it's yeah, it's kill him and let God sort him out. Yeah. Mm.
3: Well, I, I always find that abortion is the argument about um, life is sacred. That's where always where that comes into play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you remember when we were at the? Um, we went to the, the bodies exhibition in the Luxor in Las Vegas. Right. At the very end, there was – um, which the whole thing was very interesting, very scientific. You could see, did, you know, disarticulated bodies. It was very, kind of cool and kind of freaky all at the same time. At the very end, they had um, – I don't know how old the baby was, but it was a fetus basically, very small, and they'd done the same thing. And there was a warning sign in front of it saying, you know – this this is this is a, a fetus it's important scientifically that we look at this and we understand that people might be bothered by it meanwhile you've gone past how many bodies that have been disarticulated in the same way but because it's a fetus they had to put a warning sign up and i thought it was really interesting at the time as so it's at the end it's kind of off to the side and there's a warning sign just because it's a tiny human
1: well they're innocent that's why because they're so innocent <laughs>
3: I I don't know. I I thought it was interesting. It was, you know, all the lives are sacred, but this one especially so because it's (laughs) itty-bitty. I don't get it. Well, you don't know what those other bodies could have done. They could have all been assholes. (laughs) True. This one never had a chance
1: to be an asshole. (laughs) Right. We don't know. Could have been a great scientist or something. Oh, no. We hate science. Uh, Would have been a great uh, politician. There you go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Jared, did you have a follow-up question Mm. on the life-death
1: uh, yeah, I guess so. It, uh, I'm trying to think how to frame this question without a, mm. like, again, an easy answer. But mm. as atheists, and this, this question is to the three of you, obviously. How do you deal with the fact that you're going to die one day? <laughs> do you try not to think about it? Are you d- just in the mind of like, well, I won't even have a chance to, to care about it because I'll be dead? Mm. Or does it frighten you? Do you just not care? I will tell you personally, because I guess I am an atheist. Granted I try to suck as much fun I can out of my life before I go, but I am fucking terrified from dying because I know there's no afterlife. <laughs> and uh, just the very thought of non-existence, well, oh, well, it just gives me fucking shudders sometimes. So how do you guys uh, maybe I just need help? How do you How do you guys deal with it?
3: Well, you know what was it like before you were born? I've yeah, heard exist. that argument. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> well, I, I, think I have a couple of years on a, a few of you, and um, or all of you. You go through a progression over time. At first, yeah, it's terrifying because you think, oh my god, there's not enough time. How am I going to get it all in? What happens after i dead? And the answer after you're dead is that it'll be the same as it was before you were alive. Nothing. It's okay. It, I, I know, but I think... <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the a problem
3: <laughs> the, the, the concept existing.
0: of of sure. of not existing and if you if your mind goes in that direction it is a this is weird um like hollow depressing feeling mm. right but I, I would so my answer is generally i don't think about it i try to do what i can to make sure that i'm going to enjoy the rest of my life i'm more worried about dying Mm. than being dead. The act of dying. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> yes. that's
3: my
1: thing, issue.
0: Yeah. But, uh, but at the same time, I, the idea of being dead sucks. It's and I think, uh, mm. and again, I'm going to go back to Hitchens. What Hitchens said was, it's like, your life is you're in a party and you're enjoying yourself. You're enjoying everyone you're with. You're enjoying the you know what's going on, and then you're told, "Oh, you have to leave this party." But that's not the worst part. The worst part is the party's going to keep going. Mm-hmm. You just can't yeah. be there. Yeah,
1: that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I think yeah. that might be it. I mean, listen, I am definitely at a point now where I'm starting to think there's more days behind me than there are ahead. You know,
3: yeah. I might have an even
1: number, but. <laughs> <laughs> You know,
3: you start doing math, yeah. <laughs> when I
1: when I think about when I, I'm thinking about like the few seconds before you actually die, and I, and obviously mm. these are situations where like I'm in on a on my deathbed, not a sudden car crash, which I would probably prefer. Yeah and i just have this feeling that i am not going to go gracefully <laughs> that i am going to be fucking clutching at everybody and anybody who's around me <laughs> pooping yourself <laughs> yeah crying pleading i don't know what i'm going to do but i just know it's not going to be i've accepted this
0: <laughs> well i, I mean, don't I- know so as as someone who i mean i i had a, a stroke like 4 years ago mm. the the so when they came in and told me when when it happened, I just knew I was sick. Mm. I knew that something was wrong, and, and very wrong. Mm. And they when they listen. came in and told me, I'm like, "Holy crap! Well, okay, well, that explains everything. That's been fin- okay. I uh, th- great. I have an answer mm. as to what's going on." And then it wasn't until mm. uh when Karen came to the hospital and I had to tell her mm. what they had told me, then it hit me. Yeah. It was like, "Holy fuck! I could have died." Yeah, right, or worse. <laughs> So to me, I, it actually, I think it made the whole idea of dying a little easier because I could have died there and I, I don't know, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it made, I don't know, it made it, it, made the idea a little, a little easier, I think, because it's like, all right, well, I'm not going to have any control over it more than likely. It, obviously, if I had control over it, I could, you know, that would make it far better, mm.
1: Um you so know, I do to be over so far because I'm a control freak, so,
0: <laughs> so and like, that is the yeah. source
1: of most of my panic attacks. Uh, but I have heard from a lot of people who, uh, in interviews and stuff like that, who have had near-death experiences, wash away all the religious bullshit that usually is attached to it. Sure. I'm pretty sure scientifically they said your body does have a way of calming your ass down first, like and making the 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 experience not so frightening. Mm. I hope.
3: Well, it's a, it's, you know, it's, it's a shutdown process, basically. Think of it like a computer. Right. Systems go offline and just go offline.
1: You know, I blame all this shit on my cardiologist. <laughs> I did not have <laughs> these fucking thoughts till they told me I had the widow maker, uh-huh. which I don't have, but yeah. ever, but even then I'm still, even though I've gone to, through a thousand tests and they're like, your heart is absolutely normal. It could just be some thickening or of the muscle wall mm. or something like that. Every now and again, I'm just like, what if that guy was wrong? And I really do have a heart condition. And I didn't start fearing that. Like, I used to think about death and be like, man, that'll blow, but I'll be dead and I won't have time to think and lament about how much it sucks to be dead.
3: And that'll be in the future.
1: Yeah, and now I'm just like, oh god, I gotta hold on to grim life.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ian, you haven't said anything.
2: Oh, I don't know. You guys were really rolling. Uh, There there, there really wasn't that much room because you guys weren't that far off. I'm as far as my impending demise is concerned, I am relatively satisfied. You know, I have I, I have led a pretty full life. I have a fantastic wife whom I love. I have a son who I love even more. You know, I I have had a lot of great experiences. I will continue to have great experiences for as long as I am possible. I will be. You know, missed by at least a handful of people when I pass. And, uh, I'm going to you know, take your organs. You are welcome to my failed organs when I die. If I die abruptly and you need anything, Taking is your lungs. It is It is yours. If, if I do not already have my body committed to, to some sort of PA cadaver lab or something like that, you anything you need, you are welcome to it. I plan to let the universe recycle this vessel however it sees fit and i will cease to be and at the same time continue to exist in that way
1: on on a side note too ian i just wanted to let you know i am an organ donor just despite all my (laughs) bashing of you harvesting
3: (laughs) convicted criminals organs (laughs) I just renewed my so- license this past weekend, and I also am an organ donor. It's written on my
0: license. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's uh, – we're going to go four for four on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> just I don't know. Say, I think it's-
3: Nope, not me. That's gross.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want all the organs. I don't want to give away mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to win here.
3: <laughs> so – um. oh, no, I lost it. Go ahead. <laughs> oh,
2: all
1: right. <laughs>
3: Sorry.
2: I don't know. I'll buy you some time. So I was looking up some numbers on the upside for – You guys and Jared and me, too, because i do not pro them. I just have some other thoughts about them. The executions, annual executions in the United States are
3: rapidly declining. Yeah. Rapidly. I I think because of the 1 in 25 is the the answer to that.
0: Yeah. Well, there there are several arguments. I think that's the strongest argument Mm. by by far.
2: (laughs) Well, they're declining to the point where there's no mistakes. (laughs) And I Mm. say go for it. There's (laughs) only been 17 near to date. That means all the people were appropriately convicted and and put to death. Wow! So last year there were only twenty eight. So that means only one person was wrongfully killed.
3: <laughs> nice. That's one too many in my book. <laughs> yeah, it's one too many. Yeah. So uh, uh, back to back to the the, the dying question. The, the thing I wanted to say and I lost momentarily was the only thing that I am regretful of and a little sad about is that I don't get to see what happens to humanity in the future. I mean, people talk about, you know, humanity is heading towards the stars, and I never get to see that part of it. That, it makes me sad, because the potential is there. I think, again, there are too many idiots and we'll probably end up no, in I was some... Gonna say, it, it'll be an idiocracy variation, unfortunately. It won't be
2: that good. I wish it were... <laughs> I wish the future were that good. I was gonna say, I, I think we are much closer to, you know, what extinction. seems to be... Yeah, an abs- <laughs> I mean, an extinction event seems inevitable. Yeah. I, Earth has gone through so many. I, I, I have no reason to believe that, you know, we should escape that. Mm. So... That
3: makes me happier.
1: That is
2: that's much, <laughs> <I'm> much
1: <laughs> more hopeful than you guys. I think we're going to fight our way out of this muck somehow.
3: Well, <laughs> if we can imagine Star Trek and we can, you know, collectively look to it as the, the way we, that we want the future to be and come up with phones that look like, you know, tricorders or whatever. I, there's hope. And if we can get rid of religion, we can actually make it there. Yep, it's holding the train back. <laughs> it is. It really is.
1: I think we can do it. I mean, barring an extinction-level event, I mean, what are we going to do about that? Unless it's a man-made one, you know?
3: Oh, yeah, asteroid it, barreling know. in from space. There's nothing you can do about that, so—or very little. I have a feeling we could figure something out. <laughs> if we have two enough teams. Notice. You need
1: two drill teams.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Far more likely that uh, Trump gets elected and just throws everything into hell. Yeah. Uh, so— uh, I think that that was a far better discussion. Than I thought so. so <laughs> we're going to uh, plow through a few news items that I wanted to uh, to bring up. So we talked about Jehovah's Witnesses a while back, and there was a news article just last week on uh, from Montreal CBC uh, dot Canada. A Jehovah's Witness, a woman, twenty seven year old woman, gave birth and had a cesarean section, and there was she was. Losing blood, apparently. Mm. And the doctors said, told her, look, I understand you're Jehovah's Witness, but we need to give you a blood transfusion. You're still losing blood. We can't. The the, the idea is basically you're going to die unless you get a blood transfusion. There were Jehovah's Witness elders with her in the hospital. She was Mm. wavering. She asked them what to do. Mm. They told her, absolutely not. You should not do that. Jesus will hate you if you do that. Ugh. She chose not to. So Jesus wants to, you to die. <laughs> right. She chose not to and died. So I wonder
3: if they had not been there if she had lived. They'd taken the transfusion. That's the big 100%. argument. Yeah.
2: 100%.
0: Ugh.
3: So why don't the doctors how, how how are they allowed in the hospital? They're not they're not because family. Because she's
0: Jehovah's witness. They're she, not family. She, but she was. So
3: she gets you gotta to let, him in, she you can, she let them can, in, though. If you don't let them in,
2: of course. Yeah, and you
3: she does get the transfusion, and
1: then they shun her. She could sue the hospital and be like, "You didn't leave. Let me have my my cabinet of people here to tell me what to do."
0: Mm, that's wrong. So the argument is basically that they. Uh, it's believed that they did bring up that she would be shunned, and oh. by that, completely disassociated with the Jehovah's Witness, and that she would be shunned by her family as well.
3: They should be charged with manslaughter. So she chose to die rather than be shunned? Yeah. She, uh, it she, appears she, so. She
1: took a I chance. mean, uh, either way, she doesn't get to hang out with her. Well, no, the Jehovah's Witnesses, she could go to those three levels of heaven, right? Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: So they're like, suffer here without any of your family and friends, or go to one of the coolest places ever made.
3: But she was wavering.
1: Right. Well, of course, your cute instinct kicks in. You sure. you know, survival is is number one priority. But mm-hmm. she, but she made a rational choice, right? Well, I'm no, I'm sorry, she made a choice, not a rational
3: one, not a <laughs> rational one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: but she was in her right mind. It's not like she was. Crazy? No, she's crazy. Right. I keep backtracking on everything here. Do you understand what I'm trying to say?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, she wasn't technically crazy, but she did believe yeah. in some weird stuff, apparently. Mm.
2: Yeah, I, w- I would actually, I would, I, I would have to, yeah, disagree with all, all of Jared's, not all of Jared's claims. His backtracking, I supported. <laughs> um, I would say that someone who has just gone through major surgery, just gone through childbirth, and has lost a critical amount of blood, it should not, is not in their right mind to make that decision.
1: Mm. Right, but the doctors, who I assume are smarter than the both of us, must
0: assume that she is. Well, no, they, a- he-
2: they just have, like you said, they've got rules that they have to adhere by so they don't get sued.
0: Yeah. Right, and there's a, there's another wrinkle that she was when she was admitted into the hospital. She knew, and she made it clear that if something was to happen, she did not want any transfusion.
2: Oh, so well, she, then that's fine.
0: But then no transfusion. She was asked again when actual when that situation actually presented itself. Mm.
3: Well, then now she's presented with you know, a child that is you know dependent upon her, or is at least better off if she lives. And so her motivation has changed suddenly with the birth of the child.
1: Well, what are we arguing here? Whether the doctor should be sued or that this person chose to do something and close the book. We're done.
0: Yeah, I don't think that uh, I don't think anybody is arguing that the doctors should be sued. I think the doctors did what they had to do.
3: Correct. Yeah. They
0: they did what the law required, actually. I just find it uh, despicable that there were elders there who basically
1: who would pressure her
0: into.
2: Oh, yeah. They killed her. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There's the no idea doubt about that. that. That her own people would Sacrificer. kill her to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kill and create an orphan just to maintain this fiction. I don't know. This power that they have over their followers.
3: The problem is that they truly believe it. I mean, I would assume that as elders, they have absorbed this as their truth. This is what they believe entirely. And so they are saving her soul, presumably.
0: Yeah. The one quote was that uh, the fear is that Jehovah hates a person disloyal to him, and a way of being disloyal is to accept blood, which is sacred to God. Mm. So they basically came out to the to the news and said, "No, we did what was right because mm. if we hadn't done this, she would have been hated by by Jesus and that would have you know or Jehovah, and that would have uh, that would have damned her.
3: Did they Did they harvest her organs?
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go with no <laughs> uh, damn i don't think that they do that <laughs> yeah but um i don't think that the my, meaning i don't think the Je- uh, most jehovah's witness sign up for that oh sure
3: I, keep the body intact that's a
1: sin <laughs> do these people feel any pain or sadness when they go home after that like when they're all sitting around after it's all the dust is settled and they go well we just let sarah died you know it was because, a good thing, right?
3: But <laughs> they, they saved her soul. I mean, I'm sure they so, so,
1: are they happy? Like, so I'm just trying to figure out, like, how how what their reaction is when they go home, or do they feel like shit? Like, oh God, it was. Probably, you know, we had to do it, but it was horrible.
3: And yeah, <laughs> probably both. Yeah. It, it was the right thing to do, but I feel bad because I'm going to miss her, but that's my pain, not her pain.
0: I imagine the next time that they gather at their kingdom hall, they you know have a, a specifically something about this, and they mm-hmm. say that, look, she made the right decision, and now she is guaranteed a spot uh, in whatever heaven. I don't remember what the three two. heavens were, but mm-hmm. just, yeah.
3: <laughs> but again... Life is is not a, a a sacred thing. It is not a gift from God. She made her choice. Um, the, the the suffering is going to be by the child who is motherless. So
1: it's so weird. What is? The,
3: do, did we ever
1: go over Jehovah's uh, Witnesses' view on suicide?
0: Hmm. I don't know. The, I don't think we brought up suicide on any of them. That oh, might okay. be something we want to uh, to do is in the future. Is there anybody that's okay with that? I don't think so. No, I don't think Well, I that's going to say because no. if they're
1: not okay with suicide,
3: did, did she not technically? Commit suicide in a roundabout way? No, no, no. Remember, God intended this for to happen. It's She didn't interfere with God's plan. But she could have yeah. saved herself. Yeah, but that would be interfering with God's plan.
2: Right. Okay. This was a test. Yeah. This was the ultimate test. Yeah. Again, and I just... But I'm also with you on that, Jared. It's so confused. Like, after that, like, I know that it's, it's kind of with Karen explaining that they've accepted it as their truth, but, like... I don't, there's where's the validation in that? Uh-huh. Where is any sort of peace or happiness in it that's it just it it's no. It's
1: just <laughs> but even no. Though, the God's plan thing is kind of wacky because if Everything. you're driving if, if you're driving down the road mm. and a car a mi- like a, say it's a very flat and straight road and there's a car half a mile ahead of you that you can see and he's driving in your lane coming at you. Mm. Now that's God's plan that you these two cars are going to hit. You can swerve <laughs> out of the way easily. And save yourself,
2: but only now you're interfering with the plan. Only if it was God's plan to give you the knowledge that swerving was an option.
1: But swerving
3: is not against your religion.
2: Yeah,
1: right. But is is an interfering with the plan? No good
2: either. No, that's just a specific it's, act that you take.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay, so you can interfere. It's yeah. So fucking stupid. This woman <laughs> could be alive, taking care of her child.
3: Yeah, yeah. If not for a All stone in that age same fatality. line.
0: Not to diverge for too long, but along the same line, this is why I don't understand prayer. I don't understand. If God has a plan, why is he going to interrupt and change the plan because you don't like it? Do not petition
3: the Lord with prayer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know why petitioning the Lord with prayer would work, should work. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Bill Maher asks that all the time. He's like, why do you pray? Yeah. (laughs) what is the point in pray
3: changes you yeah. want to change his mind
1: you're going against the plan if you're asking him for shit yeah unless part of the plan was you pray i guess maybe that's what they think
3: if people all right so if 7,500 people pray for 7,500 hours then i'll save charity's life yeah <laughs> <laughs> but only in not 74 75
0: so sticking with the international news since that was canada so kind of international so i think i'm going to ian i'm going to cut to yours first
2: Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. tell,
0: tell me, tell me about what's going on in Burma.
2: <laughs> okay, because so, I haven't
0: had a chance to look at this.
2: Okay, oh. here is the the lowdown. There's uh, lots of uh, evil spirits and people being—I don't know. I'm going to suspect. I'm going to speculate. Drugged so that someone could commit errors. Here's what happened: There were three uh, infants that were beaten beaten to death during an exorcism. Uh, in Burma. The, they were a three-year-old boy, a two-year-old girl, and an eight-month-old baby. They're not going to specify the gender. They're just going to let like, you know that was an eight-month-old baby. Mm. And uh, a man came and said, I'm a healer. Families of these three, they are possessed by evil spirits. Here, gather round, everybody. But before I do anything, all the adults drink this. It's blessed water. Mm-hmm. The blessed water sent... Uh, All the adults into some sort of trance slash frenzy. During the trance slash frenzy, the healer began to punch, stomp, and kick the children, and then uh, dumped their bodies into the uh, canal.
0: Wow! Holy crap. Yeah.
3: uh, So was he just pretending to be a a godly person? I
2: don't know. He is arrested, and, and this is being investigated further. I, again, the fact that it even got out of the gates, yeah, just just absolutely tears me up. Well, hey, you're possessed with nope. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well I, I,
1: I was hating this story before, but now that you're telling me that it looks like he drugged all the adults mm. in order to do this, when you, when you, I, you told I, the story either before, that,
2: either what? that or these dum dums are using this as as their you know sad alibi,
1: right? Because oh.
2: the uncle of the dead boy told the media. That the relatives had been put in a trance by the man who fed them blessed water. Mm. Because of what he did, everyone was out of their mind. I don't know what blessed water is. I don't know what he had that could, you know, you know, hypnotize or subdue all of the relatives so that he could, you know, commit these murders.
3: Or did they just realize later on what he had tricked them and they wanted to cover their tracks, or just cover up the fact that they were duped.
2: Right. I don't know. How did uh, he get to the river without them knowing? Oh, I guess it was nearby. They did this outside in front of everybody.
1: Mm. So they were there while he was doing
2: this? Yes. Oh, yeah. then,
1: well, then they better have been drugged.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. Because
1: yeah. yes, because they were. once the first one was dead, if they are like, I don't know if we should keep going on with this,
3: uh, I think
1: I got a feeling. Let him yeah. go. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, exorcism itself is such a bizarre thing concept i mean besides any besides you know beating people to death i had a a co-worker tell me about a um, stepson that had received exorcisms numerous for his autism because he was obviously taken over by a demon that's what causes autism so this happens in you know mid pennsylvania not just what year was this a few years ago oh come on really (laughs) yeah the kid is you know in his low teens at this point maybe 12 even this happened, you know, in 2000 and, 2000 something.
1: <laughs> I don't know how to feel <laughs> that they blame demons over vaccinations or. <laughs> yeah. So
3: exorcisms do happen currently in a in modern society with educated people. And that's terrifying enough.
1: <laughs> well, at least they didn't drown the kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, in Burma, I guess I could kind of let it slide that they might be uneducated. Yeah. To believe that, but again, but to if these people weren't drugged and they sat there and watched this man do it, and then we're like, hmm, you know, I think a crime was just committed.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting the wording they use. They put in a trance by the man who fed them blessed water. I mean, is it drugs? Right, or is Appa- it? Yeah, and
2: I keep reading the story because the the numbers of the uh victims involved is fluctuating as I continue to read the story. So apparently he was exercising a lot of children or at least more than that died, because it says here in the, in the middle of the story that on the night of the 18th, the three-year-old boy was beaten to death and the culprit threw him into the canal on his return. He continued to beat three of the young girls and two of them were killed. Mm. So in addition to the three victims, there were other people who were just brutally assaulted. So apparently someone showed up to a village in Burma.
3: Convinced people that they-
2: Convinced convinced mm-hmm. them all that he was uh, a, a healer of some variety and could excise these evil spirits, to which time he went and savagely brutalized all of their children and murdered three of them. Wow.
1: But he is being held now, right? Yes. He is. He was arrested. And all the parents are like, they're off the hook? Well, uh,
0: they were in a trance, remember?
2: Yes. Yep. They were in a trance. And,
0: in my uh, mind, unless something can be tested and shown that the wa- the water was drugged, they should not be off the hook.
1: I was about to say, I'm going <laughs> yeah. to Burma because I'll commit crimes all day and say, like, I was in a trance.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> can I go home now?
0: <laughs> I don't know. That dude gave me blessed water. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I
2: don't know about that. I don't want to see you unlocked up abroad. That show scares me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I've heard stories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. On a slightly lighter note, speaking of being locked up abroad, uh, so this this guy actually he was he was in his hometown, but in Russia, a there was a guy is reported in Moscow, and I don't know where this cathedral is, and I can I'll try and pronounce it the Yekaterinburg Cathedral. It sounds like I pronounced that correctly, but I don't know. So this kid was uh, he has been he's in detention for two months now. He is. Facing a five-year jail term, I'm trying to to find where the uh, the the laws that he broke were. But he is being held because he was playing Pokemon on his iPhone while moving throughout the cathedral. Mm.
1: Blasphemy. And how old is he?
0: It just says a young Russian blogger. So that could be eleven to twenty-two. Yeah, I'm thinking it. Uh, he's an adult, mm. hmm. but. Ah, incitement to hatred and attacks on the liberty of faith. Oh, God. So Russia does have anti-blasphemy law that falls under this liberty of faith. They basically were saying he was committing blasphemy by summoning monsters to uh, to oh, his iPhone. God. <laughs> while walking okay, so, through church.
2: So the, I was wondering, I was like, so why – I was wondering why it was necessary to mention, you know, what he was playing. Mm. Like, would he have received the same punishment – had he been watching YouTube or texting on his
0: iPhone?
3: Or what about playing cards? Sure. I mean, he was just playing a game of solitaire. That's, quote, gambling in some places.
0: Yeah, I think it's specifically about Pokemon because of the quote-unquote monsters that he is summoning. Hmm.
1: Well, he should use the defense that he's not summoning those monsters, that they're out in the wild. He's capturing them. <laughs> <laughs> this guy needs a good lawyer. Once again, yeah. you guys are giving me another reason never to leave this country. <laughs> One more place not to go. If you can get thrown in jail for playing a fucking game on your phone in church.
3: No, but you, know, you have to go explore the world. That's part of the joy of nope. living your life. Gotta nope, go. Karen. Do it. <laughs> United States right. is big enough for me to explore. There's half the states I don't even want to go
1: to in my own country.
3: How about Canada? <laughs> Start small. Go to Canada. It's nice up there.
1: Yeah, I don't hear any Canadians getting locked up for wacky shit. I right, not go there.
0: <laughs>
3: Mexico has yeah, got some our, nice our,
0: spots. Our Canadian story was Jehovah's Witness. She did it kind of to herself. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: actually, I have an awful Canada story. I got banned from the country for a year. So,
3: oh, <laughs> what did you do? Okay,
1: <laughs> it's a it's not a story to be told on this podcast.
3: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay then. <laughs> it, I mean, it's obviously ridiculous. The the um all right so fine if a child is playing a game on their phone in a church in America the the phone is going to get taken away presumably and they're going to get a slap upside the head in some of the more rural areas <laughs> but going to jail come on that's ridiculous
0: yeah I think the the whole problem then the point I wanted to make was the anti blasphemy laws mm. uh, th- they're scary I I mean they can be taken to a complete extreme the 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 blasphemy laws um across the world are i mean i think we're really lucky at this point that we don't have any in in the u.s well yeah
3: the, yeah there are people <laughs> yeah, trying yeah, exactly. hard
0: to give us some anti-blasphemy laws yeah right and i, I mean that's just we, we really need to to keep as vigil as possible on, on making sure that those things don't happen because people can take anything that they want and say that it's blasphemy. It, I mean, I grew up in in my youth group at one point. I was told that watching the Smurfs was blasphemy. What? And I'm not joking because the, the sure reason – Gorgamel's
2: a wizard. Come on now. <laughs> that's just straightforward. But he's
0: bad. There's though. that and, and the Smurfs are, have blue skin. Obviously, that's to represent uh, dead people. So it's a wizard with dead people, and mm. this is just, it's obviously blasphemy. <laughs> mm. Yeah,
2: I think they, they went a little too far with that. Yeah.
0: They They're were completely dead. serious. Well, I, I know, know, but I... I
2: mean, he's trying to catch and eat them. Wait, was this like an that? adult? That's
0: gross. Was an adult told you this, or another kid? Oh, an adult. Two adults. Oh, The my. two youth group leaders. God,
3: you're making my neck hurt. <laughs> 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 so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Makes my eyes hurt. I'm rolling them so hard,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to something a little bit lighter. Uh-huh. yeah, sure because it's in some ways it's just becoming funny to me. Uh, it <laughs> used to make me mad when we talked about Trump, but uh, <laughs> it still should. So
1: just just it, keep that in mind yeah. for another two weeks it still should.
0: <laughs> so apparently in this past week, Donald was in Iowa holding a rally on a uh, last Wednesday. And he basically was praising the conservative Christians that were behind him. And at one point d- during the rally, he says, So, everyone who's a conservative Christian, raise your hand. Come on, everyone, raise your hand. Conservative Christian, raise. So he's calling people out mm. that say, Raise your hand if you're. And most people did in this place because that's what it was about. And then he said, How about those who aren't? Raise your hand. Yeah. Wasn't a, that few a couple people weeks he did. We did that? I don't know. This news oh. article is just... Maybe. The, the news article is just from last week. I didn't see it previously. Hmm. It's, and it's kind of scary because he has these people raise their hand and a few did. And he goes, oh, we do have a few. And then he says, should we keep them in the room? Should we keep them here? Should we allow them to stay? And is asking everyone else if it's okay if those people stay. Yeah. I, this... This is a little scary. A little? Because well, if he were to get into the, the presidency, I mean, imagine what this sort of attitude toward people who don't support him. Right. People who, got, who aren't conservative Christians.
1: I got two points on this. Hmm, Did you watch sure. the video? Which?
0: Uh, a clip.
1: Okay, yeah, oh, the clip. It's, it's, okay. He's clearly joking when he says it. Two He's pandering to them, so I don't think you need to
3: worry too much. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. the fact – I mean, he is not, not a conservative Christian. Right. By any stretch of the imagination. True. So, yeah, it's completely pandering.
0: But his uh, his wanting to feed off of the energy of virtually any crowd that supports him is what is the most scary. I mean, you get a group of people like this and and he will just – who knows what kind of decisions he would make oh, if God. he's in a room with people, you know, cheering him on.
3: Well, it's, it's pathological with him, too. I mean, he, he, you're right when exactly the phrasing you used. He feeds off of them. He feeds off of their energy. It, it, it's some weird ego-based loop of love that uh, is terrifying.
2: I don't know. I, I, it sounds – I have not seen the video. Perhaps the video will enlighten me in some ways that I can't imagine right now. But I mean, from what I've heard from just hearing the story is he was at a rally and said, hey, who here is in the majority? Mm-hmm. Who's here in the minority? Get up.
3: Yeah. yeah. No,
1: that's not how it was. Because he he, he said if you're not if, any non-conservatives. Right. And when they raised hand, he's laughing. He's like, should we let him stay? Should we let? He wasn't really asking the crowd if he should kick them out. Mm. I mean, that's what I got from it, that he was just, like, laughing, like, hey, should we let him stay? All right, well, you know, and then move on.
0: Yeah, I'm not comfortable I mean, again, with, with I, that's that what interpretation either. Uh, even, even with that interpretation of it, which you that may be 100% mm. correct. I, I, calling it, out a minority of people and and kind of just laughing at them. <laughs> I well, mean.
3: Calling them out as the other people alone. Yeah.
2: yeah. Right. Presumably everybody that was there. To support him. Yeah. And the fact that he felt the need to, you know, isolate you know a group of his own supporters maybe he thought nobody would raise
1: their hand when he said that like he thought
2: that and and again i uh, again i don't want to say too much until i see the video and and you know feel one way or the other about it i mean because to say that that's not what he meant and for me to go yeah that's because he definitely doesn't have a track record of doing anything like that (laughs) he definitely doesn't call people out at his rallies and encourage his other supporters to attack them yeah That's something he would never do. (laughs) See,
1: now, it's funny, too, Ray, because (laughs) I thought you would have brought up the fact of what happened after the debate when the two of them were at that, uh...
3: The Alfred E. Smith dinner. (laughs) Yeah, I was about
1: to say Sam Wilson, but uh, he's the falcon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would, yeah, I was, I thought you were going to say Alfred E. Newman, and I was like, no, that's Mad Magazine.
1: (laughs) But the fact that they both went to this dinner... And uh, this is the first I've ever heard of this, but apparently this is a tradition that happens every year. Yep. Right. And um, the I just kept cringing when yeah. both of them were up there and referring to the cardinal or whoever the fuck it who he was as your eminence. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, God damn it, really? <laughs> <laughs> You're, is that his official title? I guess so.
2: Yeah. That's fair, then.
1: <laughs> well, I guess it's official. <laughs> I don't know. There was just something... That bothers me more than Trump doing his stupid little joke. The fact that they have to call this guy your eminence and treat him with such reverence.
3: So all the people up on – speaking of that, Alfred E. Smith, I looked into this a little bit and I'm on their website now. The cost to sit up on stage with all those people was $150,000 a seat. What? What is it? Is it a charity event? It's a charity event. It's a Catholic charity event. Uh, Yeah. I was with you and then you (laughs) lost me. Yeah. Now you're on board because all the recipients of the money are Catholic organizations, and they do good things. I mean, the 120 children are tutored, 400-plus foster children. They have child-centered parenting things, but it's all Catholic-organized
0: Right, which means they're tutored in um, the catechism. Yeah. The fostering service only applies to Catholic parents. Yeah. The, I mean, I, I don't know this, but I know that that's true.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know for a fact,
0: but I know it's true. <laughs> Exactly.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: There's no way that any of that money is not going to a Catholic family.
3: Well, yeah. It's Little Sisters of the Assumption Family Health Service. It's Incarnation (laughs) Children's Center. It's Catholic Big Sisters and Big Brothers. It's Cardinal McCloskey's Community Services. You know, the the list goes on and on. These are all the people that get the money from this. So it is really, really Catholic-oriented When did it become such a prestigious,
1: like— thing that they get presidential
0: nominees and shit to go i don't know it's been going on as far as i remember
3: yeah long as far time. as i
0: started paying attention i, I know. know it was back to nixon
3: 1946
1: so this guy sam wilson the falcon he's still not alive right
3: <laughs> <laughs> alfred e smith no he's not <laughs> no he was i mean it's a charity organization they help people but they help specific people in a specific way it would be better if it was a broader charity but Right, it, 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 they still do good things. So, but it was you know, the whole. The, it was supposed to be, you know, poking light fun at each other and be, you know, a, a moral thing. But it kind of went off the rails. Oh, that was. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't
1: know if you wanted to talk about that part about it, but <laughs> uh, yeah, that sure. was great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the the fact the the one the the thing that I love the most is he's up there and he's saying stuff about Hillary and and I mean like you said it's supposed to be a self deprecating kind of humor. Yeah. Um, you're supposed to make points about the things that you haven't done so well, but apparently Trump spoke first, yes. and he just started railing on Hillary. No, and, and no, were, that's
1: not true. He didn't start railing on her no, right away. No, right well, <laughs> he started out very. Now, granted, <laughs> so apparently self-deprecating for Trump means I'm going to make fun of my wife. <laughs> Uh, Because he didn't say anything bad about himself, but he made a solid joke about Melania stealing that speech from Michelle Obama. He
0: did. I I did see that. That was actually fairly humorous, yeah.
1: And that was the only one he had. And then right after that, it started getting worse and worse to the point where he was just like, here's Hillary Clinton pretending to like Catholic
0: people. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, wow. (laughs) And at one point, she's looking at him like, really? You're doing this? Thanks. Thanks.
1: Yeah, because then uh, the, 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 the priest guy leans over and's like chatting with her. Like she had to like explain yeah. the joke to him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> while well, he's going on, he's being booed yeah. after a while. Yeah, and his his reaction to this is, I don't know who you're booing. It could be me. It could be her. I don't know who you're booing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Where everybody else screamed, it's you, asshole. (laughs) That's amazing. So after all that happened and he was getting booed, he actually went up and said, Smithers, are they saying boo or (laughs) 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 booers?
1: I will give him this, though. He plowed through whatever they fucking wrote for him through all those boos. He did not stop. No.
0: No. Uh he, he, and he did not try
1: to make a one eighty. He didn't try to like make light he just like, Nope, I got material here. It's all horrible and I'm getting through. <laughs> I
3: don't think that's a good thing though. I think he should have been able to adjust and gone, Well, this isn't working. I should lighten it up a little bit. But I nope.
1: listen, if it were me and I was bombing that bed, I would either run off the stage or tell a knock knock joke. I don't
3: know. <laughs> a
0: steer saying, <laughs> Hillary's jokes were not fantastic but like when she went up here's my my first thought is oh god this is like my mother getting up to tell a joke like this is going to be awful um, but she didn't do too bad, and no. at least she engaged everyone. She, you know, looked around the room. She did. She acted like she was in front of people. As opposed to Trump, who stood up there just looking at the paper. Yeah. didn't take his eyes off of it. Um, he, he
3: read off of his note cards. It was it was bad. Yeah. It is so yeah.
0: obvious
1: when he's reading and when he's yeah. not reading. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, he, when he's reading, he can actually string a full sentence together. When he's ad-libbing it, holy moly! It but his is cadence
1: just, changes too. It's just it so. Does. It's just—it sounds like a five-year-old. Re- yeah. <laughs> it really does. When, when
0: he when he's ad-libbing, he can string 18, 19, 20 sentences all together at once. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, not sentences, oh, but <laughs>
1: he can he can string those words together, <laughs> just right.
0: like sentences.
3: Random thoughts. No complete sentences. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Bad. Wrong, good. Wrong. Wrong. Wrong.
1: <laughs> bing. Bing. Bong. <laughs> 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 I love it when they play that on the daily show. China.
2: <laughs> China. <laughs>
0: So the last thing I have, we gotta, we got to wrap up, we're getting long. Okay. Uh, the last thing I have is, and I can't believe she's, she's back in on a headline. Hmm? Michelle Bachman said no. yeah! that you have to <laughs> elect Trump to, quote, glorify a holy God. So uh, she goes on this big, uh, well, okay, let me give you the, the origin of this. It was a show called Life Daily, uh, hosted by a televangelist, James Robison. So he gathered a whole bunch of religious right people and is airing pieces of of this event on his show. And this last episode that I think it was the 25th that aired, that was today, maybe it aired yesterday, but in any case, um, she said that she she went on this whole religious spiel about how Trump is going to glorify a holy God, a holy God that we obey, and when we obey him, we receive his blessing, and just... On and on, and I'm like, why? Why would anybody want Michelle Bachman? Why is this a thing? Do you do you do you know why? No. She is on. She is a member of his spiritual advisory board. Huh. Oh, I
1: didn't know that. She works for Donald Trump,
0: really? I didn't either.
3: Wow. Wow. But they've that, kept that's that quiet. Why she, yeah.
0: And that's why she's going on about the religious stuff. She's on the spiritual advisory board.
3: Well, because she's not in office anymore, is she? Or no. Is she? She okay. is not. Okay. Thank God. Boy, he pulled in every
1: fucking <laughs> wacko into his fucking clan there.
3: <laughs> <He really laughs> every He's single
1: like, one, yeah. I mean, I heard, and I don't know if this is true. I can't re- I can't remember who, who said this, but they said that when he decided that he was going to run for president and they brought in all these uh, experts, mm-hmm. he just brought them into a room and made them listen to talk radio and said, "Make I want to talk about everything they're talking about. And that <laughs> was it. So that would explain why I would Trump out sarah palin who's a fucking moron Ugh. and it, the, everybody thinks so and michelle bachman and all these other wackos to get on his side because he's like that's the that's the people i'm going for
3: The nutjobs. Well, jobs <laughs> look at chris christie chris christie now has been implicated by three people in this lawsuit three people have caught him up and said he knew from the beginning that we were going to fuck up all of the traffic coming out of the what is it the lincoln tunnel i think it was i don't even remember couldn't have
0: been a, a tunnel, it was a bridge. it's it was bridge a bridge gate. Sorry, it's bridge gate, sorry.
3: <laughs> it's people coming out of New York City going into New Jersey. We're going to... Into Fort Lee, yeah. Fort Lee, the Fort Lee Bridge, yeah. We're going to mess up that traffic for days and days and days for revenge only. That is the only reason. And he knew from the beginning it was his idea. <laughs> he was being a bully asshole.
2: Uh,
1: I like that he ama- speaks his mind, Karen.
3: God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> These I, one, people. I can't <laughs> believe that someone would jeopardize their political career to yeah. be that unbelievably petty. Oh. And I can't believe how just – he is in such a gloriously epic free fall right now. <laughs> yes, he is. What is he, at, like 21% approval rating yeah. across New Jersey? Yep. <laughs> That's unbelievable.
3: He was cur- – previously, he was like 76. He – after Hurricane Sandy when yeah, he Yeah, I was right just going to say.
2: Yes, that was Hurricane Sandy. That would have – that would have given the, the the scummiest of the scumbags a little boost. But.
3: Well, I mean, he actually worked with Obama. He actually he did, did he the right him. thing. They blame Obama
1: winning on him for hugging him. Because well, when he I hugged know. him. <laughs> <laughs> and I but think yeah. Chris Christie's been trying to make up for that fucking mistake all this time. <laughs> by well, being the biggest asshole known to man next to the biggest other asshole. But, but he's one of Trump's major advisors. I, I think Trump's trying to distance himself from him, though. He's got yeah, so Christie's- much stink on him
3: circle in the drain
2: yeah
1: he's like uh, he's like i'm gonna let rudy giuliani fill your crazy oh (laughs) Oh.
3: (laughs) my god i mean he actually said that obama was responsible for 9-11 for christ's sake oh my god
1: the the best thing i heard though (laughs) out of this week which i'm still shocked about is trump's gettysburg address (laughs) address <laughs> or speech that are calling it mm. where he where he was going to make out his he was going to lay out his f- however five point plan of whatever the hell he was going to do in the first hundred days oh. whatever bullshit that you can't do in the first hundred days anyway and everyone was geared up and ready for this and he spent the first 20 minutes railing on the uh, women who are coming out and accusing them and we have <laughs> a not a presidential nominee who says when the election's over he was going to sue the 10 women yeah so could you even fucking fathom yeah. A president who now has to go to court who – and actually if he does get – if he does win, he is going to have to go to court for that Trump University thing, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yep. So we already know he's going to be there. But now he's going to have 10 more fucking lawsuits on his docket that he has to go to and fucking testify at. <laughs>
3: and, and, he's, and, he's, and he's being sued by um, a woman who is accusing him of raping her when she was 13 years old. Oh, what? shit.
1: I didn't hear that one.
3: Oh, yeah. It's, it's after the election. It's sometime in late November. Um with Saul, uh, I don't remember who it is. Alinsky? That sounds right.
1: Saul Alinsky, the most evil liberal ever known to man. <laughs> it might be,
3: yeah, it, it, but it, it is. Um, this accuser, it's in civil court. It's not in. It's not in. Um, legal. It, you know, it's just in civil court. It's just for money because the statute of limitations has expired. But yeah, she's accusing him and another person of raping her when she was thirteen years old, repeatedly. Wait, and how is
1: Saul
0: Alinsky involved in this?
3: I don't. I don't remember the guy's name. Hold on, give me a second. Okay, I
1: was, was going to say because I think he's like a famous economist.
0: <laughs> I, mm. it, it was better call Saul. <laughs> well,
1: either either way, how is this not major fucking news? But that I don't know.
0: I'm wondering if it's not major news because it, uh, it the story is not great, not <laughs> incredibly credible.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I I think it's it's probably not going to go very far. But at the same time, it is a civil suit that he is going to have to deal with. You know, after the election.
2: Sure. And I mean, that's just something else to throw on the pile, because I mean, and I I haven't, I I would like to read more about it, because I have not heard about it. But, you know, historically, I have found when, you know, you want to put the screws to someone, you just say something like that. Like isn't that why Julian Assange lives in a uh, an embassy? Yeah. Yes. Because they're like, what did what did Assange do? I don't know. Let's say sex stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well then.
3: <laughs> I would like to apologize for pulling out a name out of my ass because I was completely wrong. It was Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jeffrey Epstein.
1: Okay, I was very confused by the Solinsky thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shh.
2: Karen was comfortable just throwing out I'm whatever sorry. Jew name <laughs> popped into her <laughs> mind. I, I,
3: I, that's why I apologize. I saw the name and went, "Oh crap." <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> who is a registered sex offender, he's so it, yeah. It was the two of them that evidently had repeatedly raped this thirteen-year-old. That who's that is who's charging him, and yeah, she's it's going into court. And I think in November. Of the all election. the
1: things that
2: Trump is accused of. I, I even I find this one a little odd.
3: Yeah, it's yeah.
2: I don't. Yeah, I don't know who the other guy is. I don't know why he would be associated with Donald Trump.
3: There's yeah. There's a oh, There's a whole backstory. But yeah, I read the complaint and it's mm.
0: yeah. Other than the, I agree with Ian's statement because I don't. He doesn't seem to be famous or rich already. Mm. So right. why would Trump have associated with him?
1: <laughs> like, What's nice though is I hear that a lot of these women who. uh who are accusing him can actually countersue him for defamation because now he's calling them liars out in public. Yeah. Right. right. And they got Gloria Aldridge on their side who is not a great person to begin with but sh- I know she won't let up. Which no, is nice. she,
0: she's, yeah, she's a bit of a bulldog, so, yeah. All right. Do we have anything else? Trump um, out. Yeah. I think the only <laughs> thing
3: we have left is to discuss um, that we will not be doing a podcast next week. So the next episode that we do will be on
0: election night. Yeah. No. Nah. Oh, Is everybody okay to record mm-hmm. on our election oh, night? Oh man. Nope. Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay.
2: I am a local elected official I will be overseeing our our election. Yeah, Good for and actually specific
1: duty. I'm volunteering at the Democratic headquarters in town here and I believe I'm doing it the the night before and the day uh the night of the election.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that's that's the best excuses I've ever heard. Yes. So we are going to take a miss for two weeks then uh, because Karen and I are going to be in California next week. Yep. So um, so there you go.
3: Do we want to do one like the Thursday after the election? Because it's going to be juicy. Maybe. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't think that far ahead. So I, I want to say okay. yes or no. All right. So dip, it'll depend. I was excited because
0: right. I only had – that week I only have to do one podcast. <laughs> yeah we could we could discuss that afterwards anyway uh sure. <laughs> so if anybody if, if anybody has any questions or comments uh, or would like to uh, talk to us about something feel free to go to profaneargument.com and leave us a message on there or you can tweet at profanearg we are going to be out for apparently two weeks now, yeah. but that's okay. I would like to encourage anyone who is looking for a podcast to check out soon to be network.com where you can get other shows like The Prodigal Sons with Ian, Jared, uh, as well as Brian and Adam. You could also check out The Prime Defective, which is a companion podcast for Star Trek The Next Generation with Jared and Brian.
1: If we ever record one.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you just put one up.
1: Get you know how long ago we recorded that?
0: No. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, you could also check out the Puzzle Warriors 3, where ian craig and myself talk about a game called marvel puzzle quest or you could check out Podvocacy with jason and david you could take a look at the fresh and parlance show which is a live youtube stream and last but not least the long box and long box heroes after dark where leonard and todd talk about all things comic books so i'd like to thank everyone for listening and until next time i'm ray i'm karen i'm jared this is ian And uh, as a final note, remember, everyone, Bigfoot has more eyewitness claims than the resurrection of Jesus. (laughs) Mm, Food for thought there. (laughs)
1: Nice.
0: Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you.